Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and I am streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio today. Actually, I'm streaming from my office. Um, and super excited to be doing that. This is kind of an impromptu episode, and I wanted to update you on a few things, including making sure that you know about our 300th episode coming up in next week, Friday. Janet and I will be in Arkansas, and we will be with Dr. Amy Beard. Um, she's a functional medicine doctor and has been on our podcast at least twice that I remember. And I'm super excited to meet her in person. And we are going to be discussing nature therapy and the importance of nature therapy. A lot of things out there. Uh, well, you know, I mean, most natural things, they were created for us to enjoy. Um, and we'll talk about that today with our topic of vitamin supplements. Um, and it's important that we use those things appropriately. So you don't want to miss out. It's going to be 9 a.m. Central Time, Arkansas Time. So it'll be 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time next Friday. Uh, so you don't want to miss out on that. So we'll be discussing nature therapy. So today, what am I discussing? I am discussing about vitamin supplementation. I get this question a lot. What vitamins should I take? Are they worthy? Is it worth it? Um, you know, and one thing I like to say is per definition, you know, a supplement, you know, a vitamin or a mineral supplement, um, it's just that it's a supplement. It's meant to supplement a good, healthy diet and lifestyle already. So, um, you're not going to supplement your way out of a bad diet. Let me give you a good example. I had a friend one time who was a heavy alcohol drinker. And he said that he was in the clear because he took milk, milk thistle to, to protect his liver. Well, it's just not quite that simple. Um, it's important that you, if you really are worried about protecting your liver, you just need to not drink alcohol. Don't think that milk thistle is going to magically fix you. So, you know, and as we talk about on this podcast multiple times, and I want to hit that home today, is there are really largely three things that we can do to uh, be healthy, and that's exercise, our diet, and sleep. And of those three, this is a surprise to most people, usually people get them backwards. Um, usually they think exercise is the most important but exercise is the least important. And I myself, I exercise quite often and love it. There is no better antidepressant than exercise, uh, period. There's none ever invented. So speaking of nature therapy, speaking of things that were invented for us, exercise movement was invented for us. There's not some magic SSRI, um, you know, antidepressant that's going to be better than exercise, period. I'm not saying antidepressants aren't sometimes needed, but long term, I just don't think so. Exercise is the best way to uh, prevent depression or even if you're feeling bad at the time, just uh, move. So exercise is the least important. Um, why do I say that? We don't have to exercise to live, right? We could sit on the couch and be sedentary all day and we would stay alive. Um, that's pretty obvious. That doesn't mean we're going to be healthy, but we could stay alive. Um, we need to eat to live. We can't live without food. But, so, you know, food is very important, more important than exercise. But the most important is sleep. 
We will die without sleep before we'll die without food. Our bodies are created wonderfully, and they are created to be very resilient, and they are created to be wonderful storage um, of energy. And we store that energy mostly as fat. So most of us can live without food for three weeks. Um, Not without water, only three days without water, but without food for three weeks. Um, Yes, it wouldn't be very fun. Although if you ever tried fasting, after about two days, after about 48 hours, you don't get hungry anymore. So that's the mechanism of our body has created, um, and it decreases your insulin response, your insulin level, and insulin high insulin levels is what creates us to be hungry. And many times in our standard American diet, we have really high insulin levels because we're eating so much processed food and so much carbs. That's why you're chronically hungry. If you really want to fix that problem, you know, eat meat. Um, I, I, I strongly recommend the carnivore diet. Um, you know, all the modified, I think we're our omnivores. I don't think we're, we're pure carnivores. I think we're created to eat plants and fruits also. But I, I do think probably in a moderation, and there's good plants and bad plants, and everybody is different. So you got to find out what works for you. Um, but in general, most people eat too many carbs. Um, and if you eat satisfying food, um, satiated food, like um, steak, like beef, um, it's hard to overeat it, and it and it's not that difficult to eat one meal a day if you if you eat that in that manner and that'll definitely raise your insulin levels which puts you at risk for metabolic disease high insulin does and diabetes so so the food that was created for us to eat that's that's a form of nature therapy already um and asleep we will actually die without sleep after about three days we go into psychosis and can die so it's a horrible miserable way um, sleep trumps everything. Our body does not get stronger when we exercise. Our body does not get stronger when we eat. Our body gets stronger when we sleep, period. So um, in that order. So I talk about food and how important food is, um, you know, and if it doesn't rot, don't eat it. So, you know, in general, eat good food. Um, so um, and when do you need a supplement? Well, if you're not eating appropriately, which most people don't, but there again, you can't eat your way out of a bad diet. So there are certain disease states, and if you have certain diseases, whether it be HPA axis dysfunction, which is also known as maybe adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysfunction, um, you know, you might have to take some kind of special supplement for a while to, to, to fix your adrenals. Or if you, you know, have certain disease you know, disease processes like, like GI problems, you know, there's certain supplements you might have to take to get rid of those GI problems. But in general, um, eating a good, healthy diet, you don't need to take a lot of supplements. Um, and they're just that they're to supplement a good, healthy diet. So, um, of importance of in supplements, if I was going to risk them, you know, like a, like most important, I think vitamin D, vitamin D trumps them, trumps them all, I believe. Um, Vitamin D is made normally in our skin in response to sunlight, UV rays. Yes, sunlight is good. I know we're taught that it's bad and it causes skin cancer. And there's arguments on both sides of that. I I think moderation is key in most things, but the more sunlight you get, also the more your skin is protected. So, And there's some thoughts that skin creams sunscreen is actually been linked certain sunscreens with pavas have been linked to skin cancer actually um so 
Um, but what do we do when we go outside? We're told to cover up. Um, so we don't sunburn, we don't get skin cancer, we're told to use sunscreen. So, And that stops the production of vitamin D. So most all of us, even if we're outside, especially in northern latitudes, like where I'm at in Washington, um, we need uh, extra vitamin D because in northern latitudes, the sun doesn't hit the, um, the, the us directly. The way it comes down, it doesn't hit us directly, so we don't get the response from UV rays like we would if we lived in the equator. So vitamin D, how much vitamin D? 5,000 to 10,000 units a day. Um, I recommend that usually puts most people at an optimal range. Um, it's pretty easy to get your vitamin D checked and, um, you know, realize too that vitamin D is a fat soluble hormone. It's a, yes, it is a hormone. It's actually got a cholesterol backbone, just like a sex hormone does. Um, so that's why it does so much. It's more than just building bone. It helps for, um, you know, seasonal affective disorder or depression. There's been many things to show that it helps our our immune system to fight off infections, to fight off cancer. Uh, people that have low vitamin D levels are associated with poor immune health. So vitamin D trumps them all. It helps to support your thyroid function. Um, so that's probably one of the most important, I believe. And without good gut health, we can't absorb our vitamin D. So if you don't have good gut health, we can't absorb our nutrients from our food or our supplements. So gut health is very, very important. Um, that being said, you know, many Americans are on what's called a PPI, proton pump inhibitor. Uh, Prevacid, Prilosec are the first two that come to mind. Um, if you are on those medications, they decrease your stomach acid production and they will decrease your absorption of many minerals including calcium including vitamin d including magnesium and you might be depleted of those so um, that's a whole other topic but um, i don't believe in those drugs being used long term if you have a gi type problem you know like reflux you need to fix your diet you don't need a medication long term and our and our stomachs were created to be acidic to prevent bad things from growing bad bacteria and to prevent uh and to break down our nutrients too so we can absorb our food or absorb our nutrients from our food so having a non-acidic stomach is not a good thing so um vitamin d the the second one i would say is probably a good multivitamin multi-mineral um you know, if it's just for good general health, um, and you know, a US RDA 100% one a day, they're garbage. Um, there's not enough nutrients in those in those to, to do much. Um, don't believe in the US RDA. Um, the US RDA was a number that was made up post World War II to help um, to help. 50% of the people in, in studies get healthy. So for instance, scurvy. Um, we all know that scurvy is caused by lack of vitamin C. Um, and the way they did the 60 milligrams of vitamin C is the USRDA is they depleted vitamin C from um, post-World post War II. The military was looking people that were in the military, they were, they were needing work. So the federal government used them as guinea pigs to test the USR, to test them on, to make up a USRDA number for vitamins and minerals. And the number they got for vitamin C was 60 milligrams, which we all know that we probably need at least 500 milligrams a day of vitamin C. And um, they would deplete them of vitamin C until they got scurvy. And then they would 
replete them with enough vitamin C until 50% of them got healthy and didn't have scurvy anymore. And that number was 60 milligrams. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to just prevent scurvy. I want to prevent, you know, oxidative stress from, from other diseases, cancer and, and things like that. So higher dose of vitamin, D, vitamin C would be more important. So don't believe that one a day US RDA 100% is pretty much garbage. Um, yeah, so good multivitamin, good multivitamin. And then another one that's important, I think, is omega-3s. Um, omega-3s, omega-3 fatty acids, they're in every cell in the body. Um, we need them for, you know, every function in the body, every cell. Omega-3s can help normalize cholesterol, prevent cardiovascular problems, um, help for brain health. Um, make sure that your omega-3 has, you know, the appropriate levels of, it's just not fish oil, you know, make sure that you have the appropriate levels of not just omega-3, but EPA and DHA, which is the active ingredients in omega-3. Um, that's the third one. Um, fourth one, I would say probiotic. And and, and it's, it's hard to rate these. Vitamin D is definitely number one, but probiotic could be number two, especially if you've had GI problems in the past. Um you know, probiotics, the good bacteria that should be in our intestinal lining. If we don't have those good bacteria in our intestinal lining, we can't absorb our, our, our uh, nutrients from our food or our supplements anyway. So probiotics may be very important um, or might be a number. They are very important, but it might be a number two. Um, and those good bacteria help to break down vitamins and minerals so they can be absorbed, help to prevent bad things from growing. Make sure in a probiotic you get a very uh, potent strand. I, I believe in at least 20 billion CFUs, colony-forming units of the good bacteria. Um, I also think you should look into if, if they don't have, if they have just bacteria, make sure they have um, you know, um, non-pathogenic yeast also. The one I recommend has... Um, Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a non-pathogenic yeast, which helps prevent bad bacteria from growing. In fact, there's been studies done with um, Saccharomyces boulardii to show how it uh, decreases C. difficile, which is a very, very difficult bacteria to treat. And we don't even have a lot of antibiotics that can treat it, but this non-pathogenic yeast has been shown since 1970s to actually treat um, C. difficile, Clostridium difficile. Uh, the fourth one, let's see, that's orthobiotic. The um, vitamin D... By uh, mineral uh, vitamin uh, vitamin D, uh, multivitamin, multimineral, ortho um, or omega threes, and then or, uh, uh, probiotics. Those are the top four I would recommend um, as far as just good overall supplements. Um, to take to prevent any kind of health problems. There are some of those that you can get in just one pack. So you have to multi buy multiple bottles and you can just take one, one pack every morning. Um, let's talk about, I talk about supplements are just that to supplement a good, healthy diet. And I will tell you that in, you know, in pharmacy school, in medical school, you know, we're not taught that supplements are very worthy you know, we, we we're taught that, you know, they, they don't work very well and they're not something that we should recommend. And, you know, and I think one thing that you'll commonly hear is that they create expensive urine. So, you know, if you have, take a good B vitamin, which I believe in a multivitamin, you should have good B vitamins. And those good B vitamins are methylcobalamin, not cyanocobalamin, the cheaper form of, um, of B12, but methylcobalamin, because many of us, have MTHFR, methyl tetrahydra, um, folate reductase, um, 
problems where we can't methylate. So taking a methyl B12 is a good idea, methylcobalamin. Also, the B6 should be L-methylfolate um, instead of just folic acid. Um, there again, it's a methyl donor. It's a better form of, of folic acid. So, um, And those B vitamins are water-soluble. Uh, most vitamins are water-soluble besides A, D, E, and K. And of course, with D, we were taught that oh, don't take too much vitamin D because you know it's 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 fat soluble, it stays in your body. You can get you know problems from it, and that was largely over over talked about. So we were told that you need 400 units of vitamin D in pharmacy school. Well, largely that's been turned around, and we know we need five to ten thousand units. So um, I'm glad that that's getting turned around. But the whole thing on vitamins making expensive urine. Here's my comeback to that. Yes, most vitamins are water soluble, so you do urinate them out. And if you if you've been on a B vitamin, you can smell B vitamins in your urine. Does that mean they're not working? This is my question as a pharmacist, or my comeback when a doctor says, "Oh, they're just you know vitamins just make expensive urine." I'm like, well, um, you know, penicillin. Pretty much everybody knows about penicillin. Penicillin's one hundred percent renally eliminated. We call it renally eliminated because it's eliminated from the kidneys. Um, so in the urine. Penicillin is 100% renally eliminated, um, but yet it works to treat infection. So just because something is is um, is eliminated in the urine doesn't mean it didn't work in the tissue already. Um, and we don't always know those mechanisms of how that works in the tissue before it gets eliminated. But you know, don't, don't buy the fact that oh well, you just you just pee out you know all your B vitamins, so it's kind of worthless. Yeah, think about the penicillin analogy. Most antibiotics, I wouldn't say most, but a majority of antibiotics, um, maybe even most, um, are really eliminated, but yet we know they work. So, you know, don't don't buy that. That just makes expensive urine. So, um, as always, um, I, I want you to comment, give me any questions. We appreciate it. We appreciate you for listening and following health solutions or our podcast is, is ever growing and we are booking into, I think February now. Um, and it's just an overwhelming response of how we are educating and empowering individuals to take charge of their own health. So I thank you, the listener and the viewer for, for tuning in and um, following us and catch us on all those platforms. So uh, the Mosley professional pharmacy, Facebook page, um, my personal Twitter site, my personal LinkedIn site, and the Mosley Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. On our YouTube site, we we edit all these videos and put shorts on there. We have over 1,300 educational videos on our YouTube site. Um, everything from sleep to exercise to diet to hormones so and many other things in between. Everything healthcare. That's what we do here. So thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions, as always, please comment or reach out. Thank you for listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you.